Hi, Sim. Congratulations on the movie. Thank you. I saw the movie. I went to the premiere. The premiere am- was fun. Thank you so much for, for inviting all of us. It was so much fun. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to say hi to you. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, we no, took a picture can together. Can I tell you what's making me crazy right now? Yeah. Dear listeners, I recently moved, and right now I'm in a really tiny chair, and Sim is in a much taller chair sitting across from me, and I feel powerless, and it's really annoying. I'm feeling instantly defensive, even more so than usual. I'm sorry, Sim. We can get through this pretty quickly. I'm going to make <laughs> this painless for you. How do you put up? Like, you never get mad at me. I don't know how I put up with you, Anna. We do have an update from Mira. Do you remember Mira from the Heather Graham episode? She was being bullied at work. It was a really tough call to listen to. And yeah. and she had a rough time. I mean, I guess she was being bullied in front of her bosses. It was a tough call, but we she did uh, email us to update us. And she wrote, Hey, Anna and Sim, just wanted to give you an update on my situation. First, let me say that all the advice I was given definitely helped me in more ways than you would think. So at first, I continued working with my head down, just trying to get through the day. I started to cry thinking about going to work because I was too afraid to stand up for myself. Then one day, the main woman bullying me yelled at me on an email chain that she purposely removed a manager from. I had hit my breaking point. I printed the email and brought it to not only my manager, but also the department head. And they were on my side and were apologetic, and they didn't realize they weren't joking. I was finally helped. Now I am able to do my job and even be considered for a promotion. And if it wasn't for all the advice I was given because of your podcast and now my future husband, yes, he proposed, congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. I would probably have just quit. So thank you. And I love you guys. Please don't ever quit giving unqualified advice. Mira, that's, I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah, that's incredible. And congratulations and, and good for you. So before we get to Dax, I wanted to talk about Caitlin's call from last week in the Eugenio episode so do you remember Anna she works very close to her boss and she thinks she suffers from misophonia which is like a, when you when you hear noises that completely irritate you whether it's chewing of gum it just it just drives people crazy I don't know we've got so many letters and turns out that we are wrong a lot of the time oh we are At least so I don't wrong. know we are so fucking wrong this is the whole thing has been like an experiment in arrogance I had one person write to me and say that uh, I was being completely insensitive because I told her to suck it up because I didn't want her to lose her job and just put in earphones. And maybe we were ignorant because I guess misophonia really is a condition. I'm trying to be as sensitive to this as possible because if it really bothers people, then they really should get help. And can I just read two different uh, letters that I got? This is from in in the Dominican Republic. Hey guys, I completely relate to this episode's caller. Misophonia is as real as it fucking gets. You are 100% right. She should not tell her boss about this. She will definitely take it personal. I would also be careful about talking to your coworkers about this and the real reason she wants to move to another office. People don't really understand misophonia and word might get to her boss. My advice, make up an excuse and get as far away as you can. If you can't move to another office, try to make things easier for you however you can. Get a white noise machine or app. This way, you don't need earphones. Two, move your desk as far away from her wall as possible and try to make an excuse to move her desk as well. Three, during meetings, you should chew gum. Have a few mints to roll and toss in your mouth and focus on your own noises. In my case, my own noises don't bother me as much, so I really hope it works for you too. Number four, breathe. Focus on your breath. Number five, focus on other noises that don't bother you, like the AC. 
Number six, try to anticipate her noises. This works for me sometimes. Be ready for it. If the noises don't come unexpected, it might be easier to handle. I don't know if this makes sense to you. You might like her, but she sounds like a fucking nightmare. You can forward this message to the caller. I know it's long. I don't expect Sim to read this in the next episode. Well, guess what? I just want to try and help. Please keep this message anonymous or change my name. All right. Okay. So, uh, all right. So let me go back. And uh, Tyler, will you please bleep out when I said the name? Uh, I literally, I had so many letters to read and I, I had email. I had Amy help me with the emails this morning. All right. But there is one more that Amy picked out for me. I'm sorry. Uh, bleep out that name, Tyler. Thanks. <laughs> you know what? Next time I should read these beforehand, right? All right. Well, this is from Dustin, one of our male listeners. And he writes, I also have misophonia that affects me in the workplace. I used to sit in an office and every morning this one manager would come in and stir yogurt in the cubicle beside me. And it instantly made me clench my jaw and shot anger through me. The most ridiculous thing ever, but it did. My feedback is that Caitlin needs to let her boss know what she is dealing with. When I found out that misophonia was actually a thing, I sent an article about it to my boss. She usually was pretty good, but at times when she was chewing gum, she'd smack her lips and I couldn't handle it. I'd tell her to spit her gum out or just give her a look and she knew. Usually she'd do it more jokingly, but she understood and would stop. And now I have a new boss and yesterday he was standing beside me and was chewing so loudly that I couldn't even focus. I let it go as this was only his third day in my department. But I've made up my mind that today I'm going to approach him about it. I'm going to explain to him what misophonia is and explain how it affects me. Being very clear that for me, it's specifically stirry-like noises with wet food or chewing slash lip smacking. Then if he's beside me and doing it while I'm trying to work, I can calmly bring it up to him and ask him to step away from our shared desk if he's going to eat or I'll try and find somewhere else to go. I think the big thing with this one is educating them and finding a way to put it back on yourself and finding a respectable way for both people to function. Luckily, mine is just more chewing and we seem to have a bit more mobility than Caitlin, but I'd encourage her to talk about it with her boss and take the ownership. It's very much, it's not you, it's me kind of thing, but maybe together they can work out a solution that benefits both of them. Hope this helps. Love the podcast, guys. You're my Tuesday listen, both in and out of work. Keep up the good work. And sharing the love, Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. And we had many other uh, feedback emails saying that she should go get therapy. Yeah. So that's another yeah. option. So we again, we don't know what the answers are. No. But I wonder. I do wonder too if it's like clocking like this specific noises. I think then you can sort of determine: is it the person? Is it the environment? Is it the specific noise? I mean, I don't know. Eugenia was talking about that. It could be the person, and maybe she just doesn't like her boss at all. Yeah. And now. The great Dax Shepard. You never introduced me as the great Anna Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> the great Sim Sarna. That must feel good. I've never worn them, as you can see. Do you wear them on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because Chris Hardwick doesn't. Yeah, Hardwick's got a, I did him, and then he stuck around afterwards, and I asked him a bunch of questions, because he's done 1,000 of them. Yeah. He does a couple of counterintuitive things. No headphones. Um, no research. He doesn't do any research. Just what a conversation. I guess we have that in common. Well, he gave me a pretty good theory in that 
if he knows a story that he's trying to get to, then he's not open to letting it go wherever it wants to go. Yeah. And also, if he already knows the story, he's less interested in it when he's hearing it. But do you do research with yours? So I started off by doing a ton. Yeah. And then after interviewing him, I, I dialed it back a bunch. And I'm not like him, like free falling, but I, I do have far less stuff now. And uh, I dig it. Yeah. Because I, I have a tendency to be controlling, as you've probably already witnessed. And so the less I do that, probably the more appealing I am. I've only seen the nice controlling Dax Shepard. Oh, well, that's nice. But I can sort of see you are staring at me kind of intensely. Without, yeah. You haven't blinked for a while. No, no, no I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to go 90 minutes without <laughs> without blinking. I do like a um, a tantric looking. You know, tantric sex. It oh, takes yeah, yeah. like a year yes, or something. Yes. I do tantric staring. Well, that's probably what you and Kristen do all the time, right? Um, if, can you imagine if we had that much time to bone? No parents of a three-year-old and a five-year-old have four hours to commit to lovemaking, right? That's a luxury of non-parents. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt this conversation, but you brought up parenting. Yeah. My wife is pregnant. Oh, my okay, God. Congratulations. I can't you so you, much. I cannot believe you pivoted from sex no, to parenting. It, no, I'm so going back to sex. I'm going okay, back okay, to okay. sex. I was just talking about fucking America's sweetheart <laughs> for hours and hours, and you brought it to your pregnancy. No, continue. No, but no, no, Sim, please, I, but Sim please. are you no, going I'm to No, now every listener's going to be pissed off at me. It's like, no, Sim, no, you no, ruined no, it. No, because I bet, I bet where you're going to go, if I know you, is like, do you have sex after babies? How much does it drop? Because I know it drops. But talk, talk, give me like a, a one-year plan, a like three-year plan, and a five-year plan. You know, let me answer that question with a, a follow-up question. How long have you been together, period? Two years. Yeah, so you haven't even... The natural trajectory hasn't even set in. So I didn't knock yeah. Bell up until we were already together for six years. So we had already experienced that fall off a cliff, or loss of extreme libido and... and Suffice to say, it dialed back to like a conservative once or twice a week anyways. And then you had the kids and it didn't really change anything. But we had already, again, we had already gone where you go after years of marriage. So the kids didn't really uh, affect it. But it is going to affect you because you're probably having sex twice a week. Is that uh, accurate? Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Right. Some lucky weeks, three. Sometimes just one, people get busy. They have headaches. Definitely. But consistently yeah. every three days, I would say. Okay. And that's going to go to one, just to warn you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And it might be kicked off by the baby, but don't blame the baby. It's just the natural evolution of this whole okay. thing. Don't yeah. Blame you can still the masturbate. Baby. And and Kristen's totally cool with that? Oh my god, can you imagine if she was not cool with me masturbating? Well, who yeah, would stake a saying, claim over someone's right whoa, to masturbate? Guys, I have a couple of questions here. Yes. Yeah. Uh like ideally, would you want to have sex every day? Not every day. No, like, no how, I'm forty. What's the guy's perspective? Okay. I think um, probably twice a week would yeah. be, you know. Twice a week? That's it? This very weird thing. I think I talked about it the last time I was on and we took callers, which is the male <laughs> ego is so stupidly linked to that, right? Like, so I think for Kristen, she wants me to be very interested in what's happening during her day or maybe talk about a book that she's reading or do that together. And that's very um, fulfilling for her. And uh, for a guy, I don't care if she's interested in anything about me. I just, I, if she wants to fuck twice a week, I feel very flattered and then my self esteem is through the roof. It's preposterous and primitive, but it is how it is. How much would you like to have sex a week? It's, and don't, there's, there's two categories for this. Uh, there's like single, that's every day, of course. But married, let's go to six years of marriage. 
what do you what was your desire level I like to have a lot of sex. Oh, you do? I do. Congratulations Thank for you, you and your partners Thank and you. everyone involved. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I talk about this with my girlfriends that like uh, because when we've talked about this on the podcast before when a woman initiates and then and the, her partner is not into it. Yeah. A, it there's a specific kind of Shame like pain. And, yeah, yeah. Whereas you guys are sort of adjusted to it as a society. We're used you to know, getting like, turned down. Yeah. 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 We uh, spend most of our youth and our twenties. But then it sort of makes you feel like, well, there's something uh, wrong with me that I, you know, I, well, I want to have, you know, this much sex. But you didn't put a number on it. I do want to hear a number. A lot is still vague. Uh, like it could be 1.5 times I, I a like week. to have sex every day. Every day, I do. This is very abnormal and interesting. This is you're an outlier. <laughs> okay, how does it feel being an outlier? <laughs> does it feel as good as I would imagine? I just hope it this doesn't become like some fucking clickbait. <laughs> oh, it, it already is. Oh, like, every time, every time you talk to Dax, it becomes insane no, clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Not intentionally. But do you, I, I don't like when headlines <laughs> come out of these things. But do you guys also like all sexual terms? Like, you know, like you were saying, like knocked up or like blowjob, like everything's sort of male centric as fe- women. We don't have a lot of like uh, the counterpart to that. I agree. Like, I think yeah. I got hammered last night <laughs> because that just means just getting wasted, which you guys took too. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Well, you could say I got hammered last night. In, in I, I reference just, to sex, and it, it's a very specific type of lovemaking <laughs> you experienced, I guess. But but it is you bring up a really good point. And when you have kids, it's kind of interesting to start thinking about how you phrase all this stuff. So like someone recommended us, and I thought it was really smart, is that when you're telling your daughters about the birds and the bees, and you go, okay, this is how a baby's born. Uh, typically, you'd go, a man puts his penis inside of a woman's vagina, and then he fertilizes her ovum, and then you have an offspring. Oh. But just changing it to, oh. then you, so the the woman puts the man's a penis woman? inside of her vagina. Yes. Just phrasing it that way, Completely. so that from the very beginning, she recognizes it's something, it's a choice she makes and can initiate and be in charge of. You are going to envelope him. <laughs> What's Between? envelope mean? You know, like envelop. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're gonna I, welcome his penis into your vagina, <laughs> and if things go well, he's gonna fertilize. But that's really smart, though, Dax. Well, who knows if it'll all? I guess you just you do everything you can, and then of course it's not gonna work out. But you at least tried. That way, when they're when I'm paying for like the fourth rehab, I go, well, I fucking gave it a college try. It just backfired. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to alleviate future guilt. I think. Are you having a boy or a girl? I'm having a boy. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Why? Well, they're they're crazy and they're animals. And I have two little girls. And anytime we take them to any kind of like birthday party, I say you stay away from them. They're dangerous. They're all they're trying to do is break whatever's in front of them. They find something to swing immediately, and they just start smashing. Is that that's not the case with your little boy? No, it's not. I mean, he's he is crazy, okay. but but he's really good. Like he's really happy and he's a little bit maybe more of a pleaser than some boys mm-hmm. are so he's always like making things for uh-huh. me probably because i'm gone all day so he's mm. like can i find no, out just some got sad. i know <laughs> oh god well because he no. spends most of the year in nova scotia and i'm down here working so <laughs> but i i know i love having a little boy i love it it's so much well it's- for a woman it's awesome 
Right. Well, but do you feel that way about having daughters? Oh, 100%. Well, first, let me just say I wanted a boy really bad. And then I have a, an older friend who I look up to who's got two daughters. And I go, uh, and we were convinced we were having uh, a, a boy, the first one. I don't know why. Uh, and then we found out in the ultrasound it was a girl. And we were both kind of let down. And my, my older buddy said, oh, you just hit the lottery. Now, now they're not going to sneak out in your cars and smash them into telephone poles. Like all these things that you can still have things nice things and the boys won't destroy him and i was like oh that's kind of interesting and then that whole edible thing where the girls just love their dad just like your boy loves his mom i was crazy about my mom wanted to kill my dad it's also predictable right right but i mean i was a fuck i like fucked shit up I, you did well yeah as a teenager yeah as yeah, a teenager I was- or as a kid but we talked no, about that you were doing this very incognito very on the that's DL, true right? well a liar I mean, maybe maybe i don't know I don't know. This was watch the... out for the girls being liars because we're good little actresses, you know? Right. Are you worried about your daughter's... Anna, yes. No, and that's no. why I came today. Uh... <laughs> but your daughter's becoming... Te- I was always worried about... I mean, I wanted a boy first just because I don't know if I can handle teenage daughters. And I told my wife that too because well, she also told me that she was difficult when she was a teenager. Now, be specific. What, just what re- thing rebellious, about being... You know, okay. just think... I don't know. I just don't know if I could handle a teenage girl the way I could handle a teenage boy. Because you're going to get physical with your young man? <laughs> Is that the plan? <laughs> I'm curious because how are you... Are you wor- nervous or worried at all about your girls growing up? No. Um, I think a lot of dads have this fear of them becoming sexual. And I don't have that fear. I'm very pro-sex. Um, I'm very anti them having sex to get validation from a guy. I think there's bad versions of having sex, but if you're young and you're horny and the guy's respectful and he likes you, I don't really care. I think it's one of the weird gifts you get on this planet Earth ride. So I'm not very troubled by it. They'll be on birth control, you know, when they hit nine or ten, and then if they have high self-esteem and they're doing it just because they're horny and not because they want a guy to like them, I'm fine with it. And then I hear when they go nuts, they, they generally aim that at mom, I think. Did you aim yeah. yours at your mom? Yeah. I mean, but, th- but that was also because she was around more. The way we frame the raising of daughters, especially in terms of um, s- their growing into their sexuality, it's so guilt-ridden mm-hmm. and shameful and completely confusing. There's like so many mixed messages that are sent to both genders, but I do think especially for, for girls, at least when I was growing up, I mean, my parents are atheists and they wanted me so desperately to be a virgin until I got married. Really? Yeah. That's that's bizarre. And, um I know. I couldn't what if quite your figure out the reason. Yeah. What if he never does last longer than three seconds and that's what your that's your life. But it I think it was that older, you know, that that mentality. It, that's a tough thing for a young person well, to grapple with and good for you for raising your daughters with like feeling very confident about their bodies. Well, Monica, you met on my podcast. We yeah. were just discussing this. She, she was, was kind point- of a bitch. Are you fucking you? She's the <laughs> nicest person ever. She was pointing out that there are millions of movies that deal with boys masturbating at a young age yeah you know like uh, american pie uh, squid and the whale it's like it's so um ever present in our our society that you could only conclude that it's socially fine for young boys to be jerking right. off all the time right and she said there's almost zero representation of young girls masturbating in movies and in tv shows and then we got sidetracked with a kind of an argument about why that was or wasn't. But but suffice to say, she's dead right. So there, if you're a young girl and you start masturbating and there's there's no evidence that any other young girl is doing it, and it's already 
inherently a shameful activity, and I don't know why, because like you say, my, my parents weren't crazy religious, but I felt super guilty jerking off. I was like, I've got to stop this habit of mine. I would try to quit all the time. I could make it like 12 hours tops, and then I'd feel bad. And it's, I don't know why. There's no reason for that. I know. And So if you then have to layer on like some kind of societal shame on top of it, it's pretty nuts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, no, completely. I yeah. Can I say one more thing while yeah, I'm on my yeah. hobby horse about sure. women? Oh, I love it. I love it. To your point about uh, f- female sexuality, here's another thing that we do that's so confusing to young girls, which is right from the time they're three years old and put on their first dress, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, yes. you're so pretty, you're yes. so pretty, you're so pretty. Oh, look how pretty Not you are. That look I got how pretty that, you are. But yes. So you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. Now, um, don't ever let anyone touch that body. So you're so pretty, it's so powerful, and then also you're not allowed to let anyone in. That's your responsibility. Every guy's a lion; he's going to try to kill you. You got, you know. So it's this very mixed signal of like, all we're telling them is how sexually appealing they are, and then yet they can't have sex. It's so bizarre. No, you're you're 100 right. And to my mom's credit, even though this is a very it's very complicated, clearly she would always tell me like, if you ever have a girl, never tell them, never like, don't emphasize like the pretty, don't like mm. get. And, and I thought I always, you know, she was always like, tell them that they're smart. And uh, I, I always thought that was because you're right. The early installation of this is your value. This is your value. This is your value. Mm-hmm. Don't use it. Yeah, but this is this is your this. And if it, and, it, and by the way, worth. the stakes are so high. If you pick wrong, that that boy better love you. And if he doesn't love you, now no one gives a fuck if their son has sex with a girl that doesn't love them. No one's concerned about that at all. Right. But you would better think about the the yeah the the uh, the pressure of make knowing whether a young boy loves you. How on earth are you determining that? Yeah. By him saying I love you, I don't. It seems <sighs> Maybe, dicey to me. You know. Back of a Ford F-150. That's all it took for you? Please say it was uh, in the back of a Ford F-150 while going 75 no, 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 up, up no, a gravel road. No, it was in the basement. Oh. Uh, yeah, a cold basement mm. from what I can recollect. Uh, Whose house? The guy's house? Yep. And uh, it was lunch break. You know, as a senior, you you're allowed- your virginity <laughs> on lunch. Yeah, lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to leave oh. campus as a senior. Oh my goodness. High noon. Yeah. You lost it. Yeah. He, he made me a little mac and cheese. Oh, my God. And before we the, before meal? Probably before. pre-sex meal? Yeah. Nice full and belly. And granted, we, we only have an hour. Lunch, I think at the time, maybe Oh, he's only going to need a minute. <laughs> it's high school. So he, like, you guys drove quickly to uh-huh. his house. Uh-huh. Hightailed it. Yep. Was it always planned out or snuck up on you? It kind of was because I had had some, like, medical issues. So I had to get on birth control. And mm-hmm. I really, like... Can oh I guess God. your medical issue? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm either going to say um, endometriosis or cysts. Cysts. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, that was great. a good game. Great. You win. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Anyway, so, I, so <laughs> at least I knew. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, what headline will they it pick? It was a special afternoon. 
<laughs> I feel bad for the clickbait creators. I don't even know where they'll start. All it takes a little mac and cheese. Okay, so over like, experience, one to ten. Give me a rating. First time. Oh, first time? Yeah. An 11. Uh, <laughs> just blew me What if it was off. still the best sex you'd ever had? Lunch, <laughs> full on macaroni and cheese. Um, well, you know, he had, he had had sex before, so he was a little savvier. Mm. Uh, now at 41, looking back, thinking that that was my first sexual partner and the stuff that we did oh, yes. was like, oh, oh. Oh my god! Like mm. I don't know if most people do that, like right off the bat. No, it was it, you know it was a two, a two. Okay, yeah, great. which you know, but all things <laughs> you know, like I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that you, you just touched on something though that I want to s- uh, circle back about. Uh, oh. uh, I too, when I think about what was happening with my high school girlfriend, I go like, well, we left no stone unturned. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, I, I think both of us that? were like, "Wow, this is great. Let let's do any everything under the sun because this is a this is a blast." And then there's like that fear of getting caught. Sure, the stakes are high. Were you guys scared of getting caught? No, no, no. I had a very liberal mom. She didn't. I, but what about her parents? Well, we just didn't do anything at their their house. Oh, you know, there was a lot of car stuff. You know, so your mom is like, here, Dax, here's your lube, honey. Well, um, here was my mom's thing is her parents never talked about sex. She got pregnant her senior year. So she was like, I'm going the opposite direction. Your girlfriends can spend the night. I just you have to be protected. You're here's what you're not allowed to do is get someone pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about it. And let's be honest about it. And I trust you. Uh, that was the approach. And my brother and I never had an unintended pregnancies or nor my little sister. So I guess in that way it worked. We had family members who were very critical of her. And those kids got pregnant very early. So in our little uh, anecdotal uh, bubble that it worked. I get, I, you know, I guess the only thing that you can truly emphasize is like, you just hope your kids feel cared about or, or like have something meaningful potentially attached to it. Even if it, maybe it's not love necessarily, but something that nobody's feeling used from the experience. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as, yeah, as long as they, their motivation to do it isn't to make someone else happy, but rather to make themselves right, happy, right, I think right. you're golden. Right. Cause we probably have all had experiences where, uh, we've left, you know, the dorm room, say. Sure. <laughs> Feeling like... Or the back of that pickup truck. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that version. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, yeah. And how that if, sort of affects, like, how it informs you. Or, or you know, like, the idea, too, when I was growing up and, and in college, the idea for me that was terrifying was guys talking about me. Oh, uh-huh. Like, the next spreading morning. the yeah yeah and it wasn't necessarily rumors it was just so like I got her all fucked up on mac and cheese because <laughs> ten minutes later I'm hitting that shit because of <laughs> <laughs> but especially at the time it was so like um, you know girls my friends we didn't go around bragging. Like, you know, there would be like, oh, my God. But again, that's up. that slut shaming exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You probably would if you could. Well, I, it, it would be a whole different mentality, which I would love to have. The only thing f- as fun as sex when you're young is talking about the sex with your friends. That's like part two of the experience. Yeah, it just it wasn't in where I was growing up. And at the time, it just wasn't um, something that you did. But the idea of the guy that you hooked up with that you feel ashamed about 
you know, hooking up with him or whatever, even though you totally are crushing on him, mm -mm. like talking to his friends about how big your breasts are or not mm. big in my case, mm -hmm. they became bigger later. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Teitelbaum. Is that That'll his name? If thing. I ever wanted to get <laughs> augmented, that's the man. He's a guy, Title right? bomb. Oh, Dr. Title He's bomb? the best. But Title Bomb. <laughs> Weird name. This episode of Unqualified is brought to you yeah. by Dr. <laughs> Title Bomb. Callers now, if you enter the promo code <laughs> Title Bomb forward slash Anna, you'll get 15% off one augmentation. <laughs> Hey, Dax, you rode your motorcycle here, mm -hmm. and your helmet is right behind you. Yeah, I, I like to feel like someone's just about to strangle me. I knew a guy, that would, an actor, that would bring, he didn't have a motorcycle, but he oh, would bring no. his motorcycle <laughs> helmet, in, uh, a motorcycle helmet, into the auditions. Was this actor's name Chris Pratt? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but no. I will, I'll, maybe I'll tell you later. I would really like to hear off the record what actor carried uh, around a helmet. I, well, it's sexy, though. Is it? Just yeah. the helmet? Yeah. What if a guy was carrying around like a worker's hat like a hard hat would you find that sexy hey i'm here for the arby's audition just uh just popped off my work hat yeah am uh, i supposed to be off book for this yeah. uh, again i was just uh hammering studs over at the work site the line is really easy it's just like oh it's now covered in more cheese oh okay should i so have on my hat you know, it's, it's... What if I'm eating the sandwich out of the hat? It's not a bad idea because that is our demographic. Construction workers like myself? You're very authentic. And what's the why line don't you, again? Why don't you go ahead and slate? Hit, hit me with the line again? The line is, now there's even more cheese. Oh, damn. Now there's more cheese. Okay, no swearing, though. Oh. Oh, darn. Just, Am uh, I happy no, about no, it? No, oh, you're very happy. Oh, yeah, this is the I new... I can't do that. Uh, this is the new, like, extra, extra cheesy. I'm so sorry. I can't do that. And... <laughs> I've never been happy. I'm usually on the work site. Did you see my, my hat? Oh, my God. You, think I, it, you, you, you caught me a little off guard. I, I, I want to do this. You know what was interesting? It's like he dropped into a role I play know. before you did. I know. That's never happened before I in the know. history of this podcast. Turns out I'm fucking more controlling did than you I see, thought I was. I noticed that. And you're like, holy shit. Did he just drop into character? <laughs> see, this is the thing I warned you about. I'm, in, I'm on your show, and here I am steamrolling. <laughs> Please tell me more about. Okay, wait, wait. Do you like guys on motorcycles? Is that a is that really a turn on? Because mine's out of just strictly entitlement. I don't feel like I deserve to sit in traffic, and I feel like I deserve to go as fast as I want everywhere I go. I do feel like a lot of actors are drawn to motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Is that me being weird? I, I think don't know. Just men in general are. I didn't know if it was like you get to sort of disguise yourself. I've heard that from some some uber famous actors that they are yeah it, they're invisible when they have the helmet on. But I know I don't really want to. If you're asking me for a ride on the back, of <laughs> no, the no, 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 I, I, I asked if you were I will. attracted. That's fine. Let's head to Angela's Crest. <laughs> That's where I go. How did you know that? Uh, I know your type, Dex. For real. How did you know that? I mean, I know where you live. You, you Dex, don't know. Just... You don't know how you know. They say you don't know what you don't know, but you don't know what you know is what you're saying. <laughs> 
That is very true. Uh-huh. But yeah, Angela's Crest is where us motorcycle lovers go take a ride in the mountains. It's uh, like uh, Disneyland for yeah, motorcycles. I know. Did you date a guy with a motorcycle that used to go to Angela's Crest? No, but I go hiking up there. It sounds oh, lofty okay. and I get annoyed by the motorcycles. So mm. <laughs> The truth comes out. You hate us. <laughs> That's no, fair. there was a guy in high school that uh, took me out a couple times on his motorcycle, and it was really hot mm-hmm. because it was terrifying. But yeah, no. that's something I hope my daughters never ever do. Yeah, yeah, I'm pro sex. I'm very anti them riding on the back of a 16 year old's motorcycle. I like that. Yeah, that's why I'm teaching them to ride because no girl who rides would go on back. You know, that is really smart. <laughs> well, I mean, some people would argue it's not smart to teach your daughters to ride street bikes but i feel like it's the lesser of two evils okay so wait dax we're gonna do a quick round of deal breakers okay okay refresh my memory on how deal breakers works okay you have to imagine that you're single i do daily (laughs) i love you Kristen. will you please come on the podcast sometime you know that my friendship with you i hope that you think it's a friendship Oh, I hope it's grown into something get, more. It's just my avenue to get to her. Oh, I think most people use me as a conduit to her. She's the much better half, for sure. Okay, so you're single. Mm-hmm. She brings a script she wrote on the second date and asks for notes. And, and do you want my answer or you want to act that out? No, is that a deal breaker? You can ask a few questions if you want. Well, but, well, but, well, 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 well. You know, what if, what if she is, um, you know, uh, 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 Shonda Rhimes? She could be Shonda Rhimes. Am I on a date with Shonda Rhimes? Second, here's, what I, here's exactly what date. I would say, because I, I sometimes get asked to read people's scripts. And I say, yeah, I'll read it. Um, I need to know up front, is this something you want notes on? Or do you want me to congratulate you for having accomplished it? I need to know before I, I talk to you about reading it. Okay. What does she say? Well, she says you know what? Per- Here's she says it's already perfect. Because you came a little over. bit early, I couldn't think of a really fucking shitty name for a movie because that's what I wanted to do. Mm, so I was okay. thinking something like, I don't know, it Grundle could be like Party. Back to the Past. It's like Ooh, a reimagining uh, okay. of Ooh. Back to the Future. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And which is. And pure. how far back do they go? Oh, they go back to uh, 1921. Oh, uh, women have just earned the right to vote. Yeah, is that nineteen twenty one? No, I think it's a little early, right? The twenty nine, maybe. Because, well, okay, for me, this would be off putting. Okay, yeah, I mean, but anytime someone on a second date's going to ask you to twenty, I was so close. Oh, you were you were on the more correct side than me. Thanks, yeah. Dax. I was really generous of you to you, say. You didn't know you. Not only were you right, you were. Extra I was right wrong, or, but less wrong. Yeah, yeah, by a lot. <laughs> she she years. she asks if she can use your Samsung discount. I would I I'd be hot for. Her. I'm like this this bitch likes a bargain. That's my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of the things that attracted to me uh, to Kristen the first time I met her is um, we were at a dinner party. I didn't know who she was, and she was telling this very long story about this incredible savings she got at Target that day. And I thought that's pretty great. I like a woman that's like who a knows the value woman. of a dollar. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's like a woman. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, yeah. wants to earn, wants but to save. But the only thing weird about this scenario you've just put me in is I'm single, yet I also have done a Samsung commercial with my wife. We get to, <laughs> We're getting very meta or self-reflexive. Something weird is happening. She arrives 30 minutes late for the first date. I, she wouldn't, I wouldn't be there when she got there. Really? Yeah, I don't, how long I don't do you, suffer that. How long? Are you, well, you're gone in, what, 15? Let's say 10. 
You're gone in 10? ten. Fuck yeah. Wait, are yeah. you gone in ten after a text or ten? You're just gone, no text. Uh, no text, and then when she texts me to say, "Hey, where are you?" I'll go. Oh, I left. I waited for ten minutes. I left. Damn. Wow. Yeah. If you can't be, let, let me let's just say this: the very best version of someone you're going to get is that first date. So if the fucking best version is twenty minutes late, I'm out. It's yeah. only going downhill from there. Okay, what if you get a text saying that she's stuck in traffic? How long will you wait? Get out of your car and start running. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. You, you, traffic's not like some unforeseen uh, variable. If, if she was like the fucking president's in town, I didn't know it. But yeah, no, I, I think if you're not on time, that, that's, that's a wrap on you. Yeah. Um, sorry, was that too harsh? No. Are you on time? You're we're both, we're I, both I, on. I you're very early to, forever. You're, I used yes. to be a that's little bit great. better, but, I, but I, I've... Felt like I developed a reputation for that. I, I definitely. No, your like, reputation is for being early but, for everything. But yeah. I always felt like that really was nice such reputation. a. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, was one of the titles that you guys batted around was early with Anna Ferris instead of unqualified? <laughs> <laughs> That's our Punctual. daily morning show that to compete with the Daily for New York Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. early, early with Anna Ferris, and then I would have come out with earlier. Just to fuck with you. If you guys did a daily news show, seriously, they'd be the number one show on podcast. If you guys both did the news every day to compete with all the other Good daily news podcasts. Good morning, dear listeners. I'm here with a ding dong. You sound like you're announcing uh, Raggedy and Dan Dandy on the deck. The only man with an X in his name. I couldn't do that job because it requires so much reading uh, out loud, and I'm not a strong out loud reader, as I discover when I read stories at night to my children. Um, I, I feel the same way. Oh, I stress out about it the whole time. And then Belle will be like, you want me to take over? And then I let her. How pathetic is that? <laughs> Whenever she gets aroused, she okay. says, somebody get the mop. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, buying a wedding ring. <laughs> Absolutely. Say no more. You don't have to describe what she looks like, what she does for a living. That, that's enough for me. <laughs> Um, your Somebody first... get a mop. I like that there might be other people in the room, too. <laughs> Not, hey, could you get a mop? Just somebody get a mop. Where are we at? But the every chilies? time... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's sitting on your lap, and she's like, somebody get a mop. <laughs> I would love it. I really would. <laughs> That's a headline. <laughs> okay, your first time, like, getting intimate, mm -hmm. she puts on a porn to set the mood. I would roll with it, but I would probably then ask, like, is that a prerequisite for you to be in, interested in coitus or, you know, because I don't think I can maintain that for the course of a relationship. Would you be would you be watching it while you're because I think at some point you may realize that it's of her and her ex. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Again, I would do it one time. Cass I would, Cassie's twisted mind over I there. would do it one time, um, but I think I would want to have like a chat afterwards. <laughs> like what would you say? So I noticed that that was you and your ex. Yeah. Uh, it, what, 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 uh, tell me how, is, do you still desire him? Or you need to see him? No, more? it's not that. It's just that like, um, I hope that wasn't weird. Was that weird? It was weird for me, but. Again, I, I can roll with it. I've, People have said that before, but um, but no. Oh, so this is not the first time that you've put that video on during. No, because part of the thing is is that um, from a really early age, I was taught that I can't ever achieve orgasm. 
And Someone taught you that? So, this um, gentleman in the video, is he the one no, who taught so, you this? Yes. And so now that's kind of the only way. So it's not like I love him or anything. Okay. Or I want him back because he was kind of a dick. Uh-huh. But um, anyway, so it's just how. And therapy is just not an option. You, can, you don't want to go down that road. Not, I mean, I would if I could, if I could afford it, you know, but not okay. everyone can. <laughs> so if I, if I were able to buy you some therapy, like got you a coupon you would, book of 10 sessions with a good doctor, oh, you, you would go? You like me that much? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, great. I mean, maybe we well, can then make, let, let's table we'll make this. a new video with my therapist. Oh, uh, with your know. therapist. I don't know. So let's just table this whole thing. I am an actress. I could tell. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. The lighting was nice in your film. <laughs> I noticed you were very well lit and he wasn't. <laughs> I could just watch it over for and over. Movie, and for over people again. who aren't really savvy about movie making, just some people get more well lit than other people. Oh, completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll and sometimes if you're like, you know, you've you've worked in this medium for a while and you're watching TV, you go, Whoa, they really blew them out. They're doing them a favor and then they're cutting back and forth and one guy's like in the dark and then the three older ladies on the show are like in hot sunlight. <laughs> but don't you think that's just like the squeaky wheel shit too? Like I don't know. I don't well, know I do anything think about if that. Your job as a DP is to try to make everyone look as good as possible and also go as fast as humanly possible. So if they can get away with phoning it in on URI, then, you know, and then that buys them a little time on Grandma Jones, whoever's <laughs> guest starring. Wait, should we do one more deal breaker or how would you proceed? Uh, whatever you want to do, but this is, we're making great time, by the way. I'm oh, loving okay. this. It's right. just great. We're going to, you're great. doing a great job. Jared Leto. Invite you over for dinner to discuss a project he would like you to direct. When you arrive, Jared pours you a bowl of homemade soup and says the secret to it is a half a cup of semen, hmm. which is rich in nutrients and antibodies for the flu season. Mm -hmm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, a couple things. Um, I would not eat the soup. Is that the primary well, I, question? Well, you may have already taken a bite. <clears throat> and you say like, oh my God, like this is good. Damn. What kind of broth so is So if you asked this me this broth? question like seven years ago, I would be fighting Jared Leto in his house. <laughs> but now I feel like... I'm self-actualized enough that I would just get up and probably see myself out and then probably never talk to Jared Leto again. 
and maybe advise other folks at agencies not to set up a meeting. But but no no it's not sexual. Well, but now he just feels like he's in his. Here's what I like to think about Jared Leto. Okay, that in his mind mm-hmm. he has given you a gift mm-hmm. of uh, his fluid, right? Of his his, seed. his magical you know mm-hmm. essence. Yeah, and. Now he's, but he's also sort of infiltrated you. So you're saying you know, that there's some implicit like, generosity involved in this, and that I should, I shouldn't lift, look a gift horse in the mouth. Is that the theme of this story? Yeah. Be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I, that's up to him if he thinks that's a good gift. That's a very bad gift <laughs> by my <laughs> definition of gifts. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't. Cassie came up with this. It's a real it, thing, right? It, Cassie? But apparently. Uh, Apparently there's, there's a, cook- a semen cook book, but I want to know, Cassie, the fact that Jared Leto was the dispensary of this, as you said, I love that it's fluid. a half a cup I feel like of that, semen. I feel like that I veered weirdly semen. into Casey's fantasy. <laughs> That's a fantasy. lot of semen. Like, for me, it wouldn't be worth the story because I, like, I race things and stuff, so I have other things to but talk would you, about. would you be embarrassed to be like, uh, yeah, I, like, I, I accidentally ingested Jared Leto's <laughs> semen? Oh, would, would I tell you, other yeah, people? Yeah, would you tell other people? I would tell my friends, yeah. You would? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely tell my friends. But when you when you explain the story to your friends, when you actually tell them, what's your tone? Are you... I go, oh my God, you guys, I went over to fucking Jared Leto's house because I guess he's got some Western or something he wants to do. And I don't even want to do a Western, but I'm like, oh, I want whatever. I'll see this guy in real life. I go over there. He gives me a bowl of soup. I'm kind of hungry. I have the soup. Fine. It tastes normal to me. And then all of a sudden he tells me that there's he's his semen's in the soup. A little semen and drizzle. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the fuck's the matter with you? I'm going to call your representative and tell him not to set any more meetings at this house. And then I left. But then you didn't actually. And then I did a fucking you, you, wheelie when I was leaving then, the parking lot. And and now you're like, like <laughs> you're about to, in eight weeks, you're shooting in fucking <laughs> New Mexico. Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. The high desert in Santa Fe. <gasps> you're horse training up in fucking Silmar. <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I don't, I don't need to work. You're easily that purchased, Dax. I, I, there's probably only one actor who I'd be willing to Ingest. go down that road. <gasps> Ooh. This is good. You already know who it is, though. I think. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds. Nope. I love Burt yes. Reynolds. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm modeling my life. Oh, after Willem Dafoe. What a weird guess. <laughs> what a weird. Now, now, I, not uh, a bad guess in that you'd almost expect it from him. But no, Brad Pitt. No, it is. No, Brad Pitt made me like a, a soup of him himself. I would be like, okay, I'll let Tristan. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I could get through it, I guess. I wouldn't want to, but it would be tolerable, I guess. Do you think me. it just it'll taste better because it's Brad? Yeah, just I'm so attracted to him that I feel like if I had to pick someone, you know, at But do you point, and Chris, don't you guys, do you, I don't know, you guys don't do that thing where it's like. Where we make soup. With our, with our <laughs> where where it's like, you know, the hall pass idea, which I think people that aren't in the entertainment industry, I, I still don't think it's a great idea in general, but. I think if you're not in the entertainment industry, then it's like, well, okay, I guess. Yeah, because you're never going to run into right, and right, it's there's sort of, hit. and you are also kind of finding out something about your partner, which is like, what kind of other person are they sort of into, and why? Which I, I like, I said, I definitely want to reinforce to our listeners that is not, it's not a great path to go down. There's no okay. happy ending, but in our industry, it, there is the off chance that you actually see these people. Sure. And, and then, like, we're very open about who we want to sleep with. Oh, okay. So yeah, you are. I'm not very threatened by that. And it hasn't. Like, her, her list is so bizarre that it's almost not threatening. Willem not Defoe. that any one of the guys 
in and of themselves uh, isn't threatening or isn't worthy of of being attracted to. It's just that it's it, it, it's Harry such Styles. a broad spectrum. It's um Vincent D'Onofrio, which makes tons of sense. Uh-huh. He and I are buddies, and he is the most charming person in real life, and and so she that's one of hers. Um, Riz Ahmed, okay. Do you know him? The, he was the, on the night, night of. of. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's a super good looking uh, English dude, a uh, family from Pakistan. Peter Dinklage. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's a real number one for her. Um, T.I., the rapper. Uh huh. Uh huh. So just look at that group I just told you. But it's a great group. Every single one is of talented. The, incredibly talented. Yeah, they're all incredibly talented. But I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't even know if she was at a party talking to somebody. Whether I should have my guard up because it could be a little person. No, no, no. It no, could be a rapper. It, that is a no, list. That's actually a good point. That, it's a very a, good point. No, no, it's a list of generosity. I commend Kristen. She's giving you a gift because those people aren't—they're not like you. You know what I mean? Well, if shouldn't she, that be a little bit scary that she's not attracted to anyone like me? <laughs> I, I, I go the other way. I'm like, okay, I don't really have a ton in common with any one of those guys. So you know. wait, wh- and what about your list? Mine's equally not like her, you know. Mine's um, just if I had to say a general aesthetic, it'd be Brazilian, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I love. Listen, <laughs> listen, we all I'm love just Brazil. That, yeah, yeah. That all Rio, what a place! They, they, the Brazilian women truly have it all. They do, right? Yes. The big Giselle, Fanny. Giselle is Brazilian. No, I mean she's like, clearly she's attractive. She's not what I'm looking for. I want someone that's five foot tall, a uh, humongous butt. Like Shakira, are you attracted to a Shakira? Doesn't Shakira have blonde hair? Don't you like, you must I like the know. language you, barrier. <laughs> what do you mean I like the, if I have a language barrier, I've got no game. Are you kidding? And then I'm relying just on this nose? No way. <laughs> I need them to speak very fluent English and understand our sense of humor. Well, that, or I'm dead in the water. Oh, oh okay. That's commendable. Yeah. Yeah. So there would be guys out there that would say like, no, I'm a that's pretty good uh, dancer. That barrier. could get me like halfway there. But then at some point I'm going to have to crack this gal up or I'm not ever put macaroni and cheese down her throat our next meeting i'm gonna need to see some of this dancing some of these dances yeah i think that this could grow into that you know this is now our third podcast together (laughs) i think the sky's the limit we'd have to do a video portion i don't think it'd be entertaining to listen to us dance (laughs) in fact i'm dancing right now look how good i'm dancing Dax, 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 Dax. (laughs) it must be so fun to have an x in your name you think so? Oh, yeah. I have a hard time saying my name out loud. Like, I don't feel like I pronounce it correctly. Am I like, not pronouncing it correctly? No, you are. But when, I, and when I'm on the, if I have to say, like, it's Dax Shepard calling for somebody, I get nervous while saying the full name because it's the X and then the S-H. So I go, this is Dax Shepard, and I feel like I combine the two or something. It oh, just gives me anxiety. I, but just don't you think, in general, it's odd to say your full name? Yeah. Can you say yours for me? Anna Ferris? Hi, it's uh, it. uh, hi, it's Anna Ferris. I'm calling for Steve. Right, let's start over. I'm going to answer the phone. Brian Lord's office. Hey, hey, it's uh, this is Anna Ferris. I'm calling for Brian. <laughs> Too many S's, Anna. Uh, I think you put an extra S on the end of your name. Also, do, do you do? That? I think I just saw. Brian. I got a window into when you. Do, what's so stupid is these agents. They work for you in theory, right? Yet they feel like my boss. So when I call, I do exactly what you just did, which is like, hey, hey. <laughs> like I'm on a game show. Hey, hey it's Dak Shepard calling yeah. for Brian, like praying they'll say he's available. Don't 
worry about me. I'll get another job soon. I have a question for both of you. When you are calling, let's say you're making a reservation or making an appointment with the doctor or a first-time call somewhere, do you ever get any type of anxiety? It's like, oh, when I introduce myself as Jack Shepard or as Anna Ferris, they're going to be thinking, is this the same or is this? Well, I have an exact answer for you, and that is whether I want preferential treatment or not. Like if it's a restaurant, Thanks I'm hoping for that. for calling Arnie's. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what, where did I call? Thanks for calling Arnie's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Dak Shepard calling. I'm trying to make a, 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 a reservation for my wife, Kristen Bell, from uh, Good Place. <laughs> we were okay, hoping to I'm come so, in at I'm 7. So I'm that... so sorry. Could you hold for just two seconds? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, hey, hi. Um, so I'm sorry, again, was that for today? Yeah, that hopefully like in the next half hour uh-huh. we're starving. For how many people? Two. Okay. Um, and, and it's da- next half the D A X. Yes. Tell me your Shep- name again. Dax Shepherd. D A X Shepherd. Uh huh. And again, my wife is Kristen Bell from Frozen. Did you oh. ever see it? Oh. Wait. Okay. So, um, and what uh, what was your number? No, I'm sorry. Did you say Could you I, didn't I see, see Frozen? I just need. I just so this need is your first number. day on planet Earth. How are you liking it? <laughs> is it fun? <laughs> that works every time, though. I, I don't ever do it's that. So but, but, but on where you've you tried are. that before, haven't you? You you told me once you've tried it to get oh. it, to get her. You used your oh, name yeah. to get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Luckily, but, like, but there's a different path. Like I don't use Dax's approach. I do something a little bit different. But it really is dependent on where you are Tell in me the world approach. or the country. I have the advantage and it's of being a real toss up if it actually happens. Tell me what you do. Well, so I'll you know I'll call. And Hello, Four Seasons. Four Seasons? Cafe. <laughs> Did you want the main dining guys, room? Oh, that was what the Did remodel you want the... <laughs> was about. You guys put in a cafe? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you want the main no, dining room? No, you know what? Actually, I was just, I, I don't know if it's possible, but um, I it's kind of last minute, but I was wondering if you have a table for 12 for lunch. Oh, we're pretty busy. Okay, uh, if you don't, if you... Uh, that's it's no problem at all. Um, but if you could find anything, can I give you my name and number? Maybe you could call me back. Yeah, if that's sure, possible. sure, yeah. That'd be great. But, my name is Anna uh-huh. Ferris. Oh, mm. unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Scary movie okay. one, two, three, and four. Not five, too old. <laughs> great, uh, Anna. Uh, I think Anna. If something clears up, Anna, I'll call you. I'll give you a ring right away. Thank Anna. you so much. Wait, 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 tell me your name again. Pierre? Uh, Michael. Michael. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. I would so appreciate it. Hey, before I get you off the phone, um, did you guess Pierre because you think I sound French? Because... I, just, I thought you just had a little flair. Because I, I just did 23 sound... Me, and guess what? I am 5% France. No, I don't know. I, I, it's 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 an uncomfortable experience. Oh, but, but, you just have people do it for you. I know what you guys do. You guys have assistance or I have this what if i have kristen that with so much more anger i know he's so resentful. i know what you guys do you guys we're a different species <laughs> but I, when i don't want someone to know my name or when i order things on the internet i order them under dan shepherd that's right yes mm-hmm. your email address is dan he's the construction worker that you're related to it's not he also but wants to break that's attack. fine that you don't know it right now so that's better but that wasn't <laughs> It's not so if you email Dan Shepard, you're not going to get him. But um, <laughs> what, the reason I had to start doing that is I ordered something for Kristen for Christmas one year. And this jerk who owned the website put out a press release that I had bought her this present because uh, I used my real name. And then uh, she then uh, her publicist forwarded it to her. So she then knew what I got her for Christmas. 
Isn't that crappy? I, I mean, I didn't know where you were going to go. I mean, it could have been like a killer showing up at your door, which would have been crappier, I suppose. Uh, would it? But, <laughs> and imagine, just I mean, imagine Kristen, being killed versus you knowing what you're getting. Maybe you to get Kristen uh, another <laughs> gift, you know? No, one like, and maybe, done. Uh, <laughs> maybe one. it's a win for her, if in that version of events. I mean, she, it, a win in that she could tell me ahead of time I don't want that and I could return it before it was even shipped. I guess that would be the only upside. Have you guys had uh, stalker stuff? Is that is that stuff you don't want to talk about? Uh, and we had stalkers. I stuff. I lived across the street from the uh, this very attractive woman from Star Trek, okay. the TV show, and it was crazy. Like people would they hung out in front of her house. Yeah, and like 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 a pound on the door and oh boy, uh, yeah, it, it was it was weird. And she was it single. Was, no. Oh, okay. No. What did the husband do? Or the girlfriend or the wife. He was a workaholic. Oh, he was. Isn't this the story? (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, um, if you want to get into really tricky water, uh, I am... I'm pro-gun reform, and yet I own a gun because people around this country do believe they're married to my wife. There are... This has been known to me that people with mental health issues really think they're married to her. So I don't think it'd be inconceivable that someone would enter our house to reclaim their wife you follow yeah. me i i do i'm yeah. weirdly really envious scary. of yeah. Kristen. what about her i, I, I don't think just, any women think they're married en- to envi- me <laughs> <laughs> you wish there were some guys that I'm thought just, they were married yeah it's hard not to know get. i was doing a movie with jessica simpson like 11 years ago and um the oh, state that police must have been crazy the state police arrived at our set and said we just got a call from the Tennessee State Police. Um, this uh, couple called to say their son went missing three days ago. And the last thing he said was, um, I'm going to see my wife, Jessica Simpson, and left with a gun. And so all anyone knew was there was some guy in America who had left Tennessee uh, looking for his wife and had a gun. So the state police had to be around for quite a while until that was ironed out. So it's not all limousines What's and movies up, Jess? premieres, you mind guys. If we, uh... We hang out in your room. <laughs> I better keep you safe, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dane Cook was keeping her safe in that particular. No, I think that I, was I don't, very I well don't known. think he was. Yeah. Why are you guys laughing? He's a very protective person. <laughs> <laughs> what are you questioning his protectiveness? Oh, can we take a break after? Yeah, let's do a break family. and we'll get to calls. All right, we're going to call Allie first in Arkansas, and she is 25. Bill Clinton country. And yeah, she's actually in Little Rock. Remember? Hello? Hey, Allie, it's Sim. How are you? Hey, Sim. I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. Anna, say hi to Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for doing this. And we're here with Dax Shepard, who's kind of a... Hey, Dax. Hi, Allie. He's Uh, kind of a what? I was going to say he was kind of a fucking dick, but I should always reserve that for Sim. No, da- I love that da- Dax is taking my place as no, a, no, Dax, a dick. No, no, Dax is show. awesome. And thank you so much for, for, um, you know, for contacting us. Okay, this is a little sensitive. So tell us what's going on with your ex. Okay, so my ex and I were very serious for about two years. Um, we had a really good relationship, really solid, great relationship until like the last month of it. And the last month of the relationship, he got involved with the wrong people, got into drugs, and he cheated. Um, So I left. 
And here we are two years later. He comes to me and he's like, I'm clean now. I've got my life together. It's been you I've wanted all along, but I was dealing with some unresolved issues and I lost track of myself. Um, We talk regularly now. All the bad feelings are kind of gone. And he keeps saying, you know, I want to see you. I'll always be there for you, et cetera. Since we broke up, I've dated a few people here and there, and I haven't had any luck. So I'm single now, but I can't talk to my friends or family about this because they're still super upset about this, everything happening with him. But I I honestly am still in love with him. I mean, it's non-negotiable. I really am. And my question is, like, from y'all's perspective, from hearing what you hear from me, would it be worth it to pursue this and try to start over or to just tuck my tail and run away? Oh, boy. It's a tough, because there's there's a lot of layers in this, of course. I mean, in the biggest one, of course, being the addiction. And and I assume that he's your age, uh, which is, you know, he's young. But one part of the picture is the nostalgia that we have and the like how we romanticize our past. Sometimes, you know, how like memory sharpens itself into like, an incredible experience or a horrible experience when usually uh, of course it's it's all blurry it's all somewhere in between but um so uh, you know sometimes when I was younger and I would be yearning for an ex it usually felt like I wanted him to like me again right it seems like he may have much bigger things to sort of tackle before you can have a healthy relationship am I I don't know Uh, well, look, can I ask some questions? So you yeah. guys you guys dated for two years and you've been broken up for two years? Right. Okay, so he you guys were twenty one when you started dating, is that um I was he's actually a couple years older than me. So he's like twenty he'll be twenty nine this year. So he's so, four years older than you. Don't lie to me, yeah. Allie. He's not a couple. A couple's <laughs> not four. So he was 25, you were 21. So from 25 to 27, he was with you, and then he developed um, an addiction to cocaine? Yes. And when he tells you he's clean, how long has he been sober? Like six months or so. And does he go to meetings? Yeah. He does? And he sees a psychiatrist and a counselor. Oh, that's really reassuring. So he he's work, yeah. he's working a program and he's he's fighting daily. Visually, you can see he's taking action to be a better person. Right, and I've Facetimed with him too, and his face doesn't look like as waterlogged, as druggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, he looks a lot healthier and sounds a lot healthier. Wait, does he not live in the same area? Um, he did, but he just moved maybe an hour away. So, but I still, I'm not going to go like hang out with him regularly. I'm still kind of timid about the whole thing, but you know, there's one part of me that wants to be like, yeah, you know, let's, let's take this slow and see if something happens. And there's another part of me that's like, oh, I don't know. So I have a couple more questions. Well, first, let me just say first and foremost, what I don't trust is people that come to you and they say, I fucked up. I'm never doing that again. And then there's no game plan because people don't um, think their way into acting differently. They act their way into thinking differently. So that's really key. And it sounds to me like he's actually engaged in the fight, which is is very encouraging. Um, but I'm curious about your background. Do you have a, a parent that's an addict? I do. 
So it, it's really easy to always think we need to worry about the other person or the other person's broke. And, and it's, it's a great way, especially for people who are attracted to addicts, to not think about Allie. It's, it's why codependency is, is such an easy trap to fall into because their problems are so time-consuming and require so much energy that you really don't have to look at your own stuff, and that's pretty liberating. And, and I think you'll find if you have a parent that's an addict, as I did, and then you have already found yourself in love with one addict, my hunch is you're going to do this many, many times. Uh, if it's not this guy, it'll be someone else. And I think it's really, really helpful if you were to try going to an Al-Anon meeting. I'm sure it seems okay. like I wouldn't want to go. I did not want to go to AA myself. But I think you would be shocked at probably how how familiar uh, the people in their stories will sound to your own and how much you'll relate to being sucked up in that that hurricane of of chaos that an addict provides that we that's our our gift. <laughs> so right. I, th- I think if I were you and I were in love with this guy, I would say, okay, this guy's engaged in the fight. That's pretty promising. I'm going to go clean up my side of the street and I'm going to get a little language so that I can speak to him about what he's going through with his addiction. You'll learn that in Al-Anon. And the two of you can enter into this uh, with the framework of how to have a healthy relationship with sobriety and you'll learn to set boundaries. You'll learn to not be codependent. And the two of you have a chance if you're both working both of your programs and he should be very uh, embracing of that. And I know that when my wife went to an Al-Anon meeting, I felt so loved and flattered because she just wanted to learn how to talk to me as an addict. So I think it's it's a really generous act, but mostly it's for you because I just would uh, urge you to always remember your job in life is never to make someone else better. That's not your job. Your job is to make Allie better. And so every one of these people that triggers these situations or that you find yourself in, it's a great opportunity to, to, for you to figure out why you're in the situation and how to prevent yourself from being in it ever again. And you guys might be able to do that together with, with some, some help. Right. And I see a therapist, too, that I'm going to bring this up with to her as well. Um, I just it's it's just it's just tricky because, you know, you guys obviously don't know me or know him. And so Allie, I'm looking at you, know. you right now outside your window. I do know you. <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah, I don't know I, you, Allie, but I, you'd be shocked at how, how much we share in common, all of us, especially if you're involved in this. Um, this disease of addiction is not just the addict. It's everyone around him, right? It's a family disease. It's it's a wife disease, a girlfriend disease. And we all play these very predictable um, roles. You'd be shocked when, again, if you went to an Al-Anon meeting, you'll hear someone talking and go, Jesus, that's my exact fucking experience with him. And, and it'll be shocking. Or, of course, you could go there and look for all the dissimilarities. But if you go there and just kind of try to connect with the things that you, you can relate to, and then... You'll find one of these people that you like, that you look up to, and you go, oh, that person has what I want. And then you talk to that person. You go, hey, man, I want what you got. What what would you advise in this situation? And that person, who is a fellow codependent, will advise you a lot better than I would as an addict or anyone else. So it's just such a great resource. And again, if you were raised by an addict like I was... You know, we we develop all these spidey senses, and we're so aware of we're suspicious of people, and we're, we just do all these very predictable things. And I don't think it could hurt to try one out. That's all I'll say. I, I think that's amazing advice. 
And thank you, Anna. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I think that this is a larger picture that outside of of your relationship with him, you know, and the connection that you you felt with him. And I, you know, I do go back a little bit to the, you know, the the idea of romanticizing and and nostalgia. And he may know exactly how to make you feel like he really needs you. Um, right. And like Dax was saying, that's that's not your job. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But it's a very tempting thing to try to heal your childhood self. If you had a parent that never loved you enough to confront their addiction, and that's Uh how you feel, and then you meet someone who's also an addict, and you think in your head, you're not even aware of it, it's all subconscious, but you think, God, if I get this person to love me more than their addiction... That would somehow heal the child that didn't get that. And that just, it doesn't come out well generally when we're looking to get that thing we wanted so bad in childhood in our, our adult relationships. Yeah, I, I think my hunch is a little more time needs to pass, you know, with with him and, uh, and you know, and, and with yourself. But he might be a legit can... great guy who just was an addict and is now like getting treatment. He, yeah. he might never oh, yeah, use yeah, again. Yeah. He might be a stellar dude. Yeah. And you can always tiptoe back into these things. It's not like your first date, you guys need to sign a prenup it and totally, get married. Totally. You know? Right. <laughs> so if you're an advisor on next steps going forward, what do you think it should be? Do you think she should tell him like next time they talk, if they have these nice, meaningful conversations, should she say, hey, um, I talked to my new best friends that live in Los Angeles and um, and they told me that maybe I should check out an Al-Anon meeting. Would you feel comfortable saying that, Dax? Is that a good idea or what do you think? Yeah, I, well, I would I would, um, I would, would just go and then I would talk to him and I'd say, hey, I went to an Al-Anon meeting and I'm interested in um, trying this out again, but I'd like us to do this um, both working a program and see how that goes without any real right. promise. Oh, Allie, I'm so sorry that like this is I'm so fucking unqualified. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy that I picked because I've had similar. I mean, I'm sorry, Dax. Like, did I can I put you on the spot? No, I love it. This okay. I, all I talk about. I knew is I knew you'd be, yeah. I knew you'd be perfect. For well, this. also, um, Allie, this is another thing I, I tell a lot of my friends and my wife's girlfriends, which is, you know, you're going to have to do work on yourself eventually in any relationship. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to grow. We all have to. And it's kind of cool to have a, a, a no-risk opportunity to um, practice. So maybe this guy's not the one, but that doesn't matter. You could still practice this new approach of having boundaries, 
you know, not not having your happiness linked to his happiness, being able to say, uh, I can't have you in my life if you're fucked up. Um, you know, all the all these things, these are things you're going to have to learn regardless. They're, they're, um, the magic man will never knock on your door that that is going to alleviate all the learning you have to do, I have to do, all of us have to do. So there's no reason to not, I think a lot of people just think, I got to get out of this relationship and then the next relationship I'm going to do it right. Well, fuck that. Start doing it right now. And then if it doesn't pan out, break up with that person. You enter the next one with a little bit of practice. I like that. Allie, will you please keep us posted? Um, I will. I felt kind of helpless, but I feel like Dax is fucking awesome. And I'm kind of, it kind of makes me feel insecure. Like maybe he should just take over unqualified. You're welcome. That was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, thank you so much. Yeah, thank nice you. Nice meeting you, Allie. I appreciate it so much. I love you. And, and please, yeah, please do keep us posted. Tell that bastard yes. to go to meetings every day. Yes. I will keep you updated. I promise. Bye. bye. All right. Bye. She sounds cute. Doesn't she have a cute voice? Totally. Yeah. Hey, now this, that's what you do after giving like good advice. You objectify her. Dick. Uh, I knew it. No, I, I liked her first. I liked her personality. And then I say, I think she's also hot. <laughs> that was, and I got, yeah. a, I got a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese burning a hole in my wallet. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Lunch break. <laughs> All right. Should we do the last call? Yeah. All right. We're gonna if you, call. whenever your next date is, I don't know when that'll be, but I think it'd be such a gangster move if the guy had heard your podcast and then he, he, he invited you over and he had a huge pot of macaroni and cheese on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be flattering? Would you make the connection immediately? Would it take a second? It might take a second, but we, no, it would be, yeah, it would be confusing. Okay. It's almost like when you like renew your vows or something. Mm, I've not done that. D- do you recommend it? No, I don't. I. <laughs> Listen. To each his own. Yeah, but, to each his own. You know. All right, we're going to call Lauren now, and Lauren's in Milwaukee. What percentage of the time that the vows are renewed do you think the husband just cheated on oh, her fuck. like a month oh, before? Oh, my God. <laughs> 95. What's this person's name? Lauren, and she's in Milwaukee. Hello. Hey, Lauren. Hi. It's Sim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Anna, say hi hey, to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. It's Anna. Ferris. Hi. <laughs> and I'm here with Dax Shepard, and he's he's awesome. Hi. He's great. Hi, guys. How so, often do you find that you're doing the Laverne and Shirley dance down your steps? Wasn't that set in Milwaukee? No, that was, was that Green Bay? Oh, it was. Well, it might have been. You know Didn't they work at a beer factory? You guys, Lauren has She's no too young. For, she has no idea. Do Lauren, you, do you, how yeah. old are you? 24. Lauren, yeah. Like, Lauren? Dude, Dax. How old you're, are you? You're, we're going to have to edit this I'm out. <laughs> You're 24. Have you ever watched yeah. television? Yes. Okay, great. Well, that's enough. All right, so Lauren, tell us what's going on with your boyfriend. Yeah, um, so um, I've been with my boyfriend now for about um, 10 months. Um, he's incredible. Uh, definitely the most um, healthiest and just funnest relationship I've ever been in. But we're sort of approaching now that point of the relationship where I'm starting to notice habits and idiosyncrasies and stuff that I kind of didn't notice at the beginning of the relationship. Um, And one of those things is that he doesn't prioritize his health. Um, He just like kind of has these bad eating habits and like doesn't really like take care of himself in in, like an adult way, I guess you could say. Um, And 
I've been sort of like trying to uh, like trying to sneakily like add in fun, healthy things to do for like date nights and stuff like that. And every time we like try to go on a walk or um, like I brought up rock climbing or, you know, it's it, stuff like that. It becomes um, he complains the whole time. <laughs> so he'll like moan and groan. I'm too hot. I am too sweaty. I want to be back home in the air conditioning. Um, and so I've just been curious on like how to approach that conversation with him because um, I think it's just been on my mind after seeing some family members now into their um, getting older and they've had are now starting to get to that age of having like health problems. And they all say like, Oh, in my twenties, I wish I would have just eaten an apple or gone on a hike or whatever. So I think it's very clear, like in my mind, that's, very present um but i'm nervous about having that conversation because like the last thing i want to do is come off as i'm like oh i want you to lose weight or i want you to gain a six pack or whatever like that's really not what i want um i just like want to talk to him about being healthy and i'm nervous that that could take a turn for the worst so i guess i'm seeking any advice on like approaching that conversation and having that conversation um, cause I'm really nervous about it. I mean, you guys probably have thoughts. I think that it's not a fun position for you to be in at all, to feel like a naggy person. And can I ask you, do you guys have a pretty healthy sex life? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the, where I was going to go is if you didn't, then it's like, well, maybe if you guys just have a lot of sex, then you get your exercise in and then everyone's happy. And have feels sex like, on a recumbent bike. <laughs> At a soup plantation. I don't know what to do because I've been in relationships where, like, I wanted my boyfriend to get a job. And I felt terrible and unsexy being the person who's like, so you don't want to do anything? <laughs> like, you didn't do anything today? You know, it's it's not a fun position for for a partner to be in. Um, so I, I, I don't know if overt coercion but I, I also don't know if subtle coercion because I'm sure he's picking up on it even if it is subtle you know uh, what do you guys think well um I think there's a couple different categories here one is you might not have picked the guy that you want to be with so if you want an outdoorsman who climbs rock that that might not be Gary or whatever his name is so that that's something you're going to have to accept you can't ask somebody to be the person that you want them to be just because you desire it but within that, I do think that you can state needs you have. So if I were you and hiking was important to me, I would say, Gary, listen, I want a partner that will hike with me. It's something I want to do and I want to do it with you. And that's a need that you can just state and he can choose to meet or not. And then through the course of this relationship, you're going to have 100 needs and maybe him meeting 80 of them is the right number. You can stick around for that. But maybe he's only going to meet 50 and that's not enough and you're going to have to find a guy who can meet more of your needs. But what I don't think you can ever do is phrase it in a way that is, I want you to be more healthy. Because that's just you being nosy. I'll handle my health, you handle yours. What you could say, let's say you guys were married. This would be premature to say it now, but hey, Gary, I want to grow old with you, and I'm really nervous that if you eat fried chicken every day, I'm going to be alone when I'm 62 years old. So I don't want to be alone. I think when you phrase things about your fears, things you want, 
and you just state them, and it's up to that person to decide whether they're going to meet those or not. But I don't think it's ever your right to tell someone that you wish they had a different lifestyle than the one they've picked. Because you go ahead and pick yours, I'll pick mine. But if, if my lifestyle is getting in the way of meeting your needs, now we have a real issue. He's not going to be the person. He'll never be the guy. You didn't design him in a lab. He's going to clear his throat weird when he brushes his teeth. And this is just shit you got to live with if you're in a relationship. Cohabitating with somebody requires a ton of compromise, a ton of acceptance. My wife will never shut a cabinet door. For four years, I fought it. I kept reminding her, cabinet door is open, cabinet door is open. Finally, I said, okay, there's two variables in this equation. Uh, Me and her, which one's going to change? Because she's not. So if I want to be say, happy, if that's her big flaw. Well, she's got a bunch of them. That just happens to be one of them that I couldn't comprehend. She could not shut a cabinet door. It's just one of those many things that pile up that eventually I have to go. Well, it's on me now to accept it because I've made a, right. a valiant effort and it's not going to change. And I have to decide if I'm going to let myself be mad for the rest of our relationship over it. So it really ultimately is that the change was required on my end, not not her end. So. I just think it's really important that you're very clear that you're stating needs of yours or fears of yours and that you're not evaluating him or telling him how he's supposed to be because that's not your position or your role and it's not none of our roles for anyone else. We can only set boundaries for ourselves and state our needs and our fears. So if you can figure out a way to figure out what fear you actually have because it might be a little more superficial than you're being willing to admit to yourself right now it might be that you don't like that he's overweight that i'm i'm getting a little bit is that you like a lot of women especially men too but women especially at a certain age we get sort of conditioned to like accept like okay i've checked this off the box i found the perfect person and he's got this and this and this and this and this but then later on down the road the things that didn't fit perfectly grow in our minds. So I think like a a step back in in terms of examining and, and not romanticizing the relationship a lot. You know, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure your friends like him, your family likes him, and and you love him. But I would just, if you can, sort of reflect on how you see in the next two years if you stay together. Because Dax is right. You you won't be able to change him. If he doesn't want to work out, he won't. And and I don't want you to be in the position where you feel like an unsexy nag person. What need of yours is he not meeting because of his unhealthiness? And if you can come up with a, a defendable one that is legit... And, and then he chooses not to, to meet that need. But let's just say, if you want to hike, great. He goes, I can do that, honey. I, I, if that's something that you want to have in your life and you want to do it with me, I can do that for you. Um, I'm not going to the gym for you because that has nothing to do with you. You're not going with me. Uh, you may desire him to do that, but but that's that's just you wanting him to be something that he's not. But again, if as long as it's specific to your needs and fears, I think it's fine. But if he's just not the ideal person aesthetically or you're embarrassed that when friends come over, he's been playing video games for three hours, that's more just your ego, I think. Really? Absolutely. If you're embarrassed by a boyfriend's behavior, that's your ego. Yeah, you're right. If that element of, because um, I, I, I'm not quite sure what Lauren's uh, boyfriend does for a living or if he has a passion, because that's always very sexy to me, is if you know my partner has a passion in in life and a drive of course that's sexy to everybody 
but um but so so i'm always like because i've dated the video playing guys lauren i don't know now well look look, like dax and i have just gone on to like a whole other well maybe just all i'm saying about the video game thing is uh yes for me that wouldn't work I'd say, oh, I want a partner who's super engaged in life, and um, I, I want them to be industrious. That's what I'm attracted to. I would not date the video game person, then expect them to be industrious. That's right. that's what I'm yes, saying. Yeah. So, Lauren, I want to ask you: if you talk to him and, and describe your needs, do you think that he will take that to heart? Do you think that he could change? And see, like this is what I keep going back to. I think kind of what Jack is saying. Like, I think if I can word it in a specific. Um, like point of our relationship or a specific thing of like, not just like, oh, hey, I want you to be healthy, but really kind of nail down a specific need. Um, I think you'd be totally open to that. Like we have really great communication skills. So I definitely know that we can chat about it. Like I'm, what's coming to my mind right now is like, is talking about, you know, it's, it's been winter. We're in the Midwest. We're like just getting over the hump of like the cold and the grossness. So we've been inside and like only watching Netflix and only like ordering pizzas for the last however many months. I think if I approach him and just say, hey, I get a lot of energy from nature. I've missed the nature. Like, could you come explore that with me? I think he'd be very receptive to that. I think he'd be uh, maybe more less. Okay, so 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 maybe just yeah, maybe that's exactly the answer, Lauren. Maybe just hang, uh, like sit tight for a month. uh, Let like the thaw come. Yeah, because I I think the the really easy pattern that we all get into in relationships, it's so easy to get into is you will say to him, X is unhealthy. And now you guys enter a debate about whether that's healthy or not. And now it's just an argument about, well, no, I think having two slices of pizza a day is fine and not unhealthy. And you're like, no, a doctor would say this, right? And now you guys are arguing about what's healthy and what's not healthy. And be, the reason you're arguing about that is because you didn't, you didn't say an emotion. So I'll give you a great example. My wife was always on her phone at night in bed. It drove me nuts. So I would say, why do you have to be on your phone? Well, I have emails. Well, why don't you do your emails in the middle of the day? Well, because I have a ton. Okay, well, why don't you set aside two hours where you handle your emails? That way, when we get in bed, that you have none left. So now we're getting into an argument about time management. And she's going, look, I know how to fucking manage my time. You worry about how you do your emails. And now we're in a fight about emails. This went on for about two fucking years until I finally realized and got the the courage to be vulnerable. And I said, hun, I'd really like your attention right now. And she put her phone down immediately. She goes, I'll always give you my attention. I had to be vulnerable and say, I really like your attention right now. But if I'm telling her that she's mismanaging her time or that you shouldn't use a cell phone in bed, now it's a debate about those things. And it's not getting anywhere near the the need I have that's not being met. So that's what I'm saying about just be careful when you phrase like, who knows what your definition of a healthy life is versus his? And You're you guys so could argue right. about that for the next two years. Well, no, I think walking twice a week is healthy. Well, I think it's four times a week. None of that's getting close to what's going on emotionally between you guys. It's all about how you deliver the message. You're 100% correct yes. on that. When you do this, I feel this way. So we're not arguing about what you did. That's I'm not saying you're doing it right or wrong. I'm just saying when that happens, I feel this way. And now your partner can choose to help you feel better or not help you feel better. And that's where you start to know whether you're with the right or wrong partner. And Dax, you're right about exploring the ego, you know, of like embarrassment of... of 
of which partners. is totally fine and human, by the way, Lauren. You should not be embarrassed. No, that you that that you wish your partner was uh, more more shiny and more all these things. That's very human, and you shouldn't feel shame, but you should be honest about it. I hope we gave you some like food for thought with this. Some health food for thought. Yeah, um, he does sound like a great guy, but I do. I I think I, I like him. Okay. I also, when you describe pizza and Netflix every night, I sounded like fucking heaven to me. <laughs> when I retire from being an actor and I don't have to take my shirt off anymore, that's going to be my life. I think my final practical advice would be to, I would I would give it like six weeks before you did anything because you're right it's a long winter there and maybe it's you know you guys need a little sunshine and 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 then and then maybe at that time it's like all right let's let's sort of figure some of this out Dax would you agree with that yeah, or no I, like that. I mean because yeah, the, yeah you, you know you might also just be um uh transferring your own feeling of stagnation yeah uh, you yeah. feel shitty and stagnant and now your partner's not helping he's probably making it worse and so now like your your own anger at yourself is now being transferred to him because he, he's not helping you'd like to have a cheerleader that helped you get out of this now it's all on your shoulders so you know, all those things could be happening. Okay. Lauren, the thank prescription you. is six weeks and then get back to us. I love you, Lauren. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This is um, definitely things I'm going to kind of do some self evaluation on. And yeah, I see. I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, so well, you know, you so I, and just know that you're, you're of course, like, uh, like almost all of our, uh, all of our callers, we, um, these are we get all, all this amazing feedback because so many people can completely relate. So please know that you know that there's she's not alone. You're not alone with a kale hating boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lauren. All right, we love you. All right, thank you guys. Bye. 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 Hey, Dax. Thank yeah. you so much. It's so fun. You're so good. I really like it. Fuck, you're good. you're a, you're a natural at this medium. Well, thank you so much. I credit AA, I think. Well, also, if you've had, like, relationships, you know, uh, I had a long-term one, and it was great, and then it didn't work out, and then I entered one with Kristen, and I go, I've got to make a concerted effort to do things opposite. Like, you just owe it to yourself to kind of go, okay, well, I know what result acting like this yields. I, I need to take contrary action, right, which is hard is fuck for all of us. Um, Dax, will you sing us out with one of your favorite <laughs> musical numbers? Uh, absolutely. Uh, now I know what loving you calls, babe. Now we're up to talking divorce, and we weren't even married. Oh, oh, oh. This isn't how it was, was supposed to be. be. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>